welcome to your Blackest Hour. Blackest Hour. Your Blackest Hour on the net. Wait, you just going to do it all now? Dang, bro. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I get excited, man. And you know, this ain't a, today, not the day. <laughs> I know. I got to get some kind of levity. What? Yeah, levity. All right, man. Here you go again. <laughs> the question is levity. The it's levity is probably the word in this time. Possibly, possibly. For those who don't know, I am Mr. Brown, co-host of The Black South. I'm KP, and it's another Tuesday, man. Um, look, we're still trying to figure out, like, disclosure. We hear the feedback. We're still trying to figure out how to combine all these awesome platforms and still be able to, to take your user calls. But I think the most important thing that we like is being able to take your calls and, and have y'all involved in the show. Uh, we got a we got a really jam-packed show today, like so much, Super. so much that I feel like I can't even give it. Just like I just want to hurry up and get through it so I can get to the parts where like y'all call in and give y'all opinions about stuff and we discuss it all the way, all the way through the show. But, you know, as always, what we do here, we start off the show um, talking about your blackest moments. Um, and then I'll, I'll jump in and say, you know, happy teacher appreciation week to, uh, to Mr. Brown. And all the teachers out there, especially the black teachers out there. Out there. And why do you say the black teachers, Mr. Brown? Because it's shown through the data that children are more successful when they have black teachers. So, shout out to all the black teachers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely in respect. Um, like I said, I used to have dreams of being a teacher. Then I went into a classroom. <laughs> I think that's happened to a lot of people who wanted to be teachers. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> not today. <laughs> yeah, and then I just decided like, hey, that's just not 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 what I want to do. But uh but I, I just want to jump in real quick. Today, um New Orleans lost a, a strong advocate and a real I guess I don't I wanna say friend of the city, but someone who championed the spirit and the culture of New Orleans, uh Deborah Cotton today, um blogger, activist, writer communications consultant extraordinaire uh, who really uh, did just this amazing job at culture of Indians. Uh, she passed away today at age 52. And um, if you haven't checked out her book, uh, she released a book it's called Notes from New Orleans, Spicy Colorful Tales of Politics, People, Food, Drink, Men, Music, and Life in Post Breaches New Orleans. Uh, she's just an amazing human being. I met her a couple times personally. Uh, great spirit. Uh, just an amazing human being. Like, no one is going to miss her. The world is going to miss her. You know? And I just always, she had this quote on this interview that she did, um, and it's just something that sticks out to me. Because uh, if you didn't know, she was shot uh, when they had the second line shootings uh, where 19 people were shot, and she was one of the people shot during the second line shooting. And she went out of her way to reach out to the person uh, who was uh, convicted of shooting her. And in that time period, like, they forged a relationship. And as she talked about her relationship, you know, she talked about the, you know, African-American community and black men in general in New Orleans, and she just talked about it in a larger capacity. And she said, you know, our challenge and our, our responsibility is to make their struggle our struggle, their wounds our wounds, their dreams our dreams. Rest in peace, Deborah Tyson. Rest in peace. And to have those people in the deep in the streets that would be an advocate, uh, for our struggles is very, very important. 
impertinent, and we try to be kind of going to the, the steps of of Miss Cotton and, and a lot of other people with the black style. That's what we try to do. We yeah. try to I, give a voice. I mean, the 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 biggest part here is like, yo, know, how do you that kind of um that kind of relationship or that kind of thought about someone who you know actually you know caused like she succumbed to her injuries like years later like these things still lingered and she finally succumbed to those injuries like you you're talking about almost four or five years later um but she had 30 different surgeries at the time so i mean it's just like it's like and the the relationship that she forged like who would go out and forge a relationship the person shot you yes and ultimately responsible for your death and and innocently bystander shot her like she wasn't involved in yeah. And, and nothing, just an innocent bystander, and um, so that's, that's just stuff like it just blows me away because I knew her, and I'm just like I'm I'm blown away by it, and you know I'm my condolences to her family, friends, and loved ones, um, as well as around the world. And I think that kind of goes to the greater narrative. I think we're going to be touching upon it tonight of just some of the harsh realities of being black in America, where we all feel that any day could be our day, regardless of our lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're rich, you're poor, you're a man, you're a woman. Any day could be your day where you could be on the other end of that bullet or the other end of that nightstick, the other end of somehow going to jail or being... Like, it's so many things that I know white people don't think about. And it's like, why would you ever feel those things? You're never around those kind of things. And I'm like, I never know when my day is my day. I could be just at the Target. And, and today, I just happen to be around. Some some people get the, the argue and whatnot. I could be just walking and the cops see me. And I fit the description. Man, you it could just be at a, at a party with your friends. And, and, and some yeah. white man just decides, like, I am... I am I, if a yeah, if a I, if a white person shows up into an all black face, like I am automatically a, like yeah, you know how they you yeah. know how they stereotype. <laughs> yeah, you like, got to now. Like not like, like like you you've been vetted. Who's your vet? Right. Like who, who's who's your vet? Who, let me see your potato salad, bro. <laughs> your baked macaroni and cheese. Like it's going in. So I think I think it's a good segue, but I think you got to go before me because I think my my black style will kind of delves more into the topics of the night. So your blackest out. I mean, yeah. my my blackest moment of the week. I I, I no, it, it it goes into what like. Oh, we both both are doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing is, what's going on in this community? No matter what's going on, it's like I I I struggle with how black men are actually like deal with this type of uh trauma. You know, the trauma like there's there's legit trauma. Wherever you, wherever you go, whatever you're getting into, whatever you're doing, there's a trauma. There's a there's a there's state sanctioned uh, state sanctioned violence against bodies of people of color, black and brown bodies. Just point blank, can't can't say it any differently. Um, so I mean that's a lot of stress. Like you know you know it used to be like you kind of used to be oblivious to. It. You kind of used to be like oh okay yeah you know like as long as I'm not doing anything, but it's like. I talk about fifty fifty all the time. Uh, yeah. I talk about fifty fifty all the time. I uh like I, I absolutely talk about fifty fifty all the time. And that that's that's becoming a real proposition. Like now like I'm leaning for the seventy thirty. Yeah. You you just go away with a thirty. <laughs> you just gotta put it. No, why you 
can't go into my moment. I know. I know your moment because my moment is like I just said what I did. Yeah, 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 that's okay, like my little. Yeah, that's like my little bit rant session. You know what I'm saying? Like I. Like I'm using my I'm using my blackest moments from now until the foreseeable. It's just kind of like a a, a, a opening monologue. <laughs> so so we we've, we've been on the show. If you're first time listening to the show, uh, Mr. Mr. KP and I, I, I lean sort of to his ideas as well about that every time you see a cop, you got like a fifty fifty chance to live. Like I like come on, bro, it can't be fifty fifty. But I think in certain situations that that probability shifts dramatically. And so it goes into my blackest moment. Uh, I had a house show this weekend, you know. Shout out JMB. JMB, Justin Madison Beast. We rock, rocked it out. And so, you know, uh, we packed up the stuff, and we got a couple of young talent with us. Uh, so I was like, let me drop off uh, the young talent. They kind of far out there, so make sure they get home safe. Drop them off, and then I'm headed back home. Now, I don't know if I should say this on the radio, my user gives me, but I, I was tired. I was tired, and I probably. Do you think the cops are actually listening to this? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. And, and so I was tired, and I, I probably did go across the, the center lane. Uh, also, I'm trying to check my GPS and see which way I'm trying to go because I'm in these sticks trying to figure out how to get back home. And so the blue lights came on behind me, and I was like, oh, man. Now i got to put a caveat. I haven't been pulled over uh, by the cops uh, in a very long time. Like Tra- like like Trayvon Martin and all them boys are still alive the last time I got pulled over by a cop. Right. And so, like, I get pulled over. You know, I do what I'm supposed to do. I roll down the window. I turn my music down. My hands are playing where they can see. I already got my license registration, all that already out on the dash, ready for you, officer, whatever you need need going on. And so he comes up to me and was like, yeah, hey, how are you doing today? I'm like, I'm doing fine, officer. How are you? In, my, in the best tone I could possibly make. And he was like, yeah, you were uh, kind of swerving back there. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. He's like, oh, yeah, you kind of reek of alcohol. I'm like, I don't, but okay. He's like, have you had anything to drink? I'm like, I had two beers, sir. He's like, oh, okay. Man, I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even, I'll never be. It, it, but, but you know, my mind instantly thought of this. He was an Asian cop, and all I could think was like, an Asian cop got Philando and Minneapolis. Like, oh, sir, have you been drinking? Like, yeah, that's how y'all got Rodney. In LA, saying he was, he was drunk driving, and I'm like, hmm. And it's 3 a.m. in the morning, so I'm like, my probability factors go. I'm like, yo, e, I think I'm past the 50-50 mark. I gotta be on my ultimate P's and Q's right now, and I'm like, I'm asking the best I can. I'm like, okay, I had two beers, you know, like, all right, I'm gonna go check uh, your thing. By the time he came back, it was another cop with. I'm like, oh, snap. They done doubled up on me. It was like, all right, uh, can you step out of the, uh, turn the engine off and step out of the car? This has never happened to me. This phase of the uh, ticketing process has never happened to me. Okay, bet. Ain't going to fight this part. Turned it off, put the keys on top of the hood, stepped out of the car, asked me a few questions like, okay, we're going to give you a sobriety test. And I'm like, I know I'm good. 
because I'm sober. I can do your test, but you, first of all, sobriety test, I found out a very uh, subjective. subjective. They're the most subjective. Alphabet from M to R, and I was like, "Yo, if I was if it wasn't late at night, I'd be like <laughs> kind of off on this." But like M N O P Q R S, I went to the S, and I'm like, "Oh, I went too far. Hope that's not a mistake." But you just in the mood. You're, you're talking too much, man. No, like, I didn't say that. That's my inner monologue. I'm giving you my inner monologue. Oh, <laughs> I was like S. Ooh, sorry, I went too far, and I stopped right there. I didn't give all my inner monologue what I'm thinking. And he's like, okay, uh, follow uh, my pen with the light and everything like that. Uh, if I don't know, I wear thick glasses, and my eyes ain't necessarily the greatest eyes in the world. So I'm like, hmm, this also could be subjective of uh, what's going on in my life. So once I'm out the car, he was like, oh, we're going to do some tests. I'm like, first of all, officer, hmm? first of all, officer, I must admit, I have two bad knees. So you want me to do <laughs> bad knees, lie? <laughs> but you know I got bad knees. Every black man got bad knees. <laughs> Every black, Every man, black man, man got bad knees on this time to get pulled up by the car. Oh my knees! But, but you know I'll be complaining about my knees the whole week prior. Like like I couldn't even see properly. I was wearing the brace and everything. I was like, you want me to lift my leg up and hold it up in the air and be on one leg and count? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's a very good test. My legs hurt everything like that. And then he asked me, like, why are you acting nervous? I'm like, officer, with a smile on my face, officer, I'm trying my best, but I'm absolutely terrified of you. I'm terrified. I'm a black man at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I, I don't know if you looked at the news lately, but this situation doesn't normally go well. I'm still saying this with a smile on my face. Like, I'm trying to be as cordial as possible, but I will be honest with you. I'm like, no need to be terrified. We're just making sure everything, yeah. But I don't know if you looked at me. I'm slightly melanated. I said it just like that. I'm slightly melanated. You just said slightly. <laughs> slightly melanated. And so, like, I did did a test, everything like that. He had me walk the line, come back. And then he's like, okay, he wrote me up a ticket that said that I failure to drive on the right side of the road. And it's like, cause, like, you know, I want you to go ahead and go to sleep. Uh, I told him, I was like, I am sleepy. So, man, that's all I was over. It's like, oh, alcohol does that, too. And I was like, well, if I failed your sobriety test, sir, I'm thinking that in my head. Poking the bear, huh? Yeah, no, I'm thinking oh, that in my head. Saying, man. No, no, that's my inner monologue was like, if I failed your sobriety test, then you would have gave me the DUI. I think you're just trying to get more out of me than that. But after that, I was like, damn. I met up with 5 at 3 o'clock in the morning and walked away with a story to tell, like with a ninety dollar ticket, like you know, like like I, I'm okay with that, like because the parking ticket is fifty. So right. <laughs> I'm like somebody, somebody told me they just didn't want to write the paperwork. <laughs> That's what the man said. <laughs> I, I talked to some law enforcement. <laughs> they didn't want to write the paperwork. They didn't want to write the paperwork, man. It's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> they got to they got to take you to jail. They got to draw the blood, like all the paperwork. It's late for them too. <laughs> you don't know how close he was to getting off of his shit. <laughs> true, so, true enough, dude. Maybe we all, by the grace of God, just, <laughs> grace of God, we all go that like, yeah, you don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, let's not do this. Like, but so I was just thinking of every situation that could be wrong, and I thought at that flash of the moment, like, of what picture is going to be up 
on the thing. Oh, I ain't gonna uh, let them. But, I ain't gonna let them slay you, bro. But, like what? What? What videos? Because like for my NPR Tiny Desk concert uh, P series submission, uh, like uh, I, I actually say when I die is a hashtag is how you gonna remember me. Like I say that at the end of the second verse, and I'm like, yo, that's gonna be tired. <laughs> so, so I just know. So these things, if I got killed by the cops, y'all know I wasn't complying, and that's why I died. <laughs> like that's gonna actually be the right narrative because if they come like with some bullshit, then I'm going like, it, it, then I'm not it, gonna it, comply. It, if you killed me, you had to you had to earn that death. Yeah, <laughs> like like oh yeah, bro, like like, like we, we live, baby. Uh, I I made it out. I'm here. But I'm just like this. If I die, just don't let me just be a hashtag. I want. Like, yeah. like you gotta promise to like build shit up. Yeah. No, yeah. Really, right here on, <laughs> no, right no, here on. No, here. no, I'm not talking figuratively. <laughs> Blow it up. I need you to go, goddamn, do the right thing. You go to the trash can through the window. You go, <laughs> like start we're gonna rebel. We gonna fix the system. We're gonna fix the system. Rebel. Blow, blow it up from inside. Well, and, and there's a really good article on very smart brothers. Who says basically there's no such thing as good police? There's good people who are police officers, but just the way that the system is structured, it's you can't be a good police. Like you can have integrity and do what you can do, but the way it's set up that you got to protect your own, even when they're bad, even though you build something to, against them, that if you do speak against them, you will get blackballed and you will no longer have a job. It's like how can you go against this institutional? things, this blue wall of silence, and you can't get the DA ain't going to help you because they need cops on their side to help with their conviction. So they're never going to convict the cop because that blackballs them. And so it's just levels and levels and levels and levels of stuff that how do you rectify a system that was designed from the jump to enslave the black body? Man. Yeah, knowing, knowing, yeah, I, I do know, I just do know good people that are cops. Um, and they were, I, I mean, I, I can't say they're not good. I can't say they're not good cops. Because there, there have been times I've been wrong. And I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. whether it was paperwork or her yeah, or yeah, any other doing issue. their job. Right. Yeah, I get Yeah. Yeah. There's times I absolutely deserve a ticket. There's times I didn't deserve a ticket. Uh, but I, I don't know. That's a that's a very sweeping, broad statement, and I'm not a you know I'm not a Blue Lives Matter guy. Yeah. You know yeah. I'm a I I'm basically I'm like fuck the police guy. <laughs> um, but you know I, I think I think back like sometimes like I'm not gonna lie to you. What you did is probably wrong. Oh no, I'm like like, sure. it, like was, you shouldn't have been driving. I, I'm pretty sure that I went over the line. Uh, cause like I admit like this time in traffic today I'm falling asleep. And traffic, like I, that's just right. So, so like, 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 so I felt like it was justified to to pull me over, and I was probably distracted looking at my phone, looking at the GPS. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like, nah, yeah, every right to pull me over, and I also felt that every right to say what I said to him. You know, and, and that's that's yeah, that's cool. Like that that works. That that works. <laughs> But you know, just you know, like man, we got it, man. This black and age of Trump, man. We we kind of got off the hashtag for a little bit, but you know, it's it's getting crazy, man. It it already was was crazy, and it's just getting worse. So this week, all right, man, this week, 
Yes, shitty week. Um, we had the death of Jordan Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, Jordan's ain't doing too well with these things, man. Um, and so that, as the as the as the information has been released, and see that's why that's why I say that maybe they are good police because you know like that sheriff came out. I mean the police chief for Ball Springs came out. And let me give you the full context because I suck at doing that sometimes. But uh, uh, Jordan Edwards, a 15-year-old honor student at Mesquite High School, which I, I used to live like the right in the town over. So it's like really it's like like all like every place that I'm like uh, that I love right now is just like really not doing well. Um, but uh, he was shot and killed. Um, the police fired a shotgun into a car that was uh, traveling away from the man, and I. The police gave the account that they were trying to back the car into him, and I and I just thought about it in my mind, like I don't know one situation where a black person has ever tried to go towards the police and not really need their help or want right. their help, exactly. or something like that. Exactly. So I mean, I like, ne- never been, like police break up a party at high school. We was getting in our car, hitting the slab, and going the opposite way. Yeah. The police were going. It's like I heard um, gunshots, and I wanted to come to your rescue. And this is how you do me, right? And so, so yeah. Um, so the officer made a statement that he, uh, his an official report said that he had, the car was backing into him and he he shot, and his body camera, uh, conveniently turned off. No, no, no. Proved that that was a lie. Yeah. Like you can actually see the car going the other way on the body camera. Yeah. And you know, I try not to watch a lot of those videos. Yeah. And uh. Trigger for me. Um, they released the video. Uh, but they haven't released the dash cam video, but that's what the um, that's what the the, the chief, chief came out and, and and said. So I watched the video of his press of his press conference, which is still almost like a trigger, man. Hearing hearing people describe how black people die, like it, it happened. It happens so often, and I you know I sometimes roll through the comments. And I know a white person kind of, uh, 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 yeah, I think they said as much. They were a white person. It was like, I don't know if this is racist or not, but I don't know. If a car's rolling past me, he's shooting at a car that's rolling towards me. means I might hit the driver now they don't have control. That sounds even dumber of a move. Man, <laughs> like, who does that? No one shoots at a moving car unless they're trying to do some other type of damage, especially if it's coming towards you. Like, bruh. That, that don't even seem right. It don't feel right. I don't understand what you're doing in these situations. And I'm still trying to fathom the why. I think the why is always is that there's no repercussion for it. It's like if you're not going to get, if you're not going to get in trouble for doing it, it doesn't matter if you do it, right? It does it. You're right. So, it, do, it doesn't so, matter at all. Right. So I think that that's the that's the bigger issue is if you're not going to get in trouble for doing it, then then you just go then you just go do it. And, you know, it, it doesn't even you desensitize. It's almost like a badge of honor. Like you know, I was watching watching Rosewood a little bit earlier today. Bad <laughs> bad move. Uh, <laughs> but I was watching Rosewood, and I'm just thinking like this is in their DNA. Like this assault on like we just kill black people because we can, it's something that they've done consistently forever. So so it's not anything that there's not a conscience button that comes into it. 
you got it. Very much historically minded, we historians that we are, black people were never seen as equals. Even the abolitionists thought it was immoral, but they never saw black people as equals. Like, slavery is immoral, and we should send them back to Africa. This ain't their country. Gotta do something like that. The, the it, fact that you would say this ain't their country. That, you know, like, that's, that's what they were thinking. Because this is yours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my land. This is short. So the always dehumanized the black body has been the thing for millennia when it comes to black bodies and black people in America now. Like, it's been something they've been holding on true. So why wouldn't it be easy to kill a black person when they're not human? Because subconsciously, you don't see them as human or as equal. On a base level, you might feel like there's not a racist bone in your body. But when you see my dark skin, you see my brother's dark skin, my sister's dark skin, you think you could do anything with them, with their body. You can rape them. And it, it seemed like, oh, well, they wanted it, and they're just animals anyway. So not like raping a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when all these black girls are missing, it's not like they're real people. Not like their lives matter. So right. we're not going to report about it. We're not going like when if a massive amount of white teenage boys were getting killed by cops, the shit wouldn't be going down like it's going down. Well, I read a, I read a report. And it says there's been the same number of white people killed by um, black people this year. 50 white people, 50 black people um, killed in police incident shootings that actually have been reported. Unarmed white people? Um, I, I don't I don't even know if they're unarmed or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, white people make up five times more of the population. Yeah. So now you're five times more likely to be killed by cops than your white counterpart. So that's where we're at. We're at five times more likely. Five times more likely. That puts us at a, you're, yeah. You're 500% more likely to. Not only can I kill you, I can get all for it too. Right, and and that's the thing, you know, you you, you kill a white person, you're probably gonna face some charges. Um, they don't they don't go into the whole vilifying thing. And, you know, I was reading something too, and I was reading an article, and they were talking about, you know, um, we'll we'll get into Alton Sterling and the Department of Justice findings. Um, later in the show, but I was reading that um, how they were describing, like, they were like, well, you know, after the Alton Sterling, Alton Sterling shooting, it led to, you know, you had the black guy in Dallas who, who shot all those, those cops, and they made sure to put black men in Dallas that shot those cops, and then it was like, the next thing they talked about was um, the unidentified man that shot all the people in Baton Rouge. And I don't know if they ever found out whether or not it was a white dude or a black dude, but the fact that they would make sure that they mentioned the color, yeah, and then not mention the color. I'm, I'm almost positive white guy who shot up all shot yeah. those police officers in Baton Rouge if he's been caught. And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here, but that's that's the thing. Like they won't even put that. Like if you're a white man and you go shoot up some cops, and uh, you good. We we put kudos to Sean King who did a series of articles of all these cops being killed by white people that was being underreported. Like, if you... Not reported. Not reported. If you all on this All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, then y'all should be in an uproar that someone's targeting your your police officers. It's not. But but it don't matter. Because if it was a Negro shooting a bunch of cops, oh my God, it's World War VIII. 
on them doing I mean, that. I mean, I just even looked at how they was reporting these Confederate monuments, and they were just saying, you know, they were calling it, you know, they weren't calling it riots. So when they when they're out here uh, protesting and rioting and like calling for arms and and for armed people, it's like that's not a riot. <laughs> like to me, that's the definition of a riot. You telling people to go get guns, like that's inciting a riot. That's rioting. You are shot. You blew up a car. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's crazy. that's rioting, but they're not calling it rioting because it's white Confederate people. I yo like like that's to me that's the that is the that is the ultimate that is the ultimate and and where we are as a society. When, and no one and no one catches it. Like it just it, it misses, but it but it but it but you gotta but, but you don't miss it. Like you gotta understand it. So. It's it's just weird, man. I, I, that's right, man. I think. I'm on the phone, and they're not answering the phone. I should think I'm in. Yeah. 